Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Talking about gambling today. Thanks, sponsors. Top Spinini Upper Deck, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, CompC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, as well as Heritage Auctions and Huggins Scott Auctions. Uh, those are all businesses in this hobby, in this industry. Uh, when we're talking about gambling and whether or not someone is a gambler, usually the connotation is are they a compulsive gambler or do they have a gambling disorder is the is there a desire to uh, get the thrill of uh, winning uh, is it messing up other parts of their life uh, the problem with our industry with this hobby is that the hobby has been on an extended winning streak where it seems like the deck has been stacked not against us but for us things are generally going up and going up uh, significantly and in spite of a pandemic it's still moving up so the question is, uh, it won't always go up. And when it doesn't, are you going to be someone that is so, uh, uh, so concerned? Well, if things reverse, are you, are you going to be pouring more money back in to, to, uh, chase your losses? In fact, uh, generally, if you're gambling in this industry, it means you don't, you don't have a strategy. If you have a strategy, I mean, the, 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 uh, the antidotes to gambling are, to develop your skill and develop your self-control. If you don't have much skill, you really are gambling. And if you don't have much self-control, you're liable to get yourself in a lot of trouble. All the indications for when gambling is a problem of uh, you know lying to your family members uh, uh, and uh, asking other people to, for money to bail you out and uh, resorting to other activities that are uh, inappropriate to try to get more money, uh, none of that applies when, when uh, you're riding a win streak. But it's still gambling if you don't have a strategy that gives you an edge. So I'm not, uh, well, I mean, gambling can be thought of as anything where you're taking a risk. You're putting some money down a bet. But, uh, most, when, when people are talking about gambling in the negative connotation, it's because even bets that are 50-50 supposedly uh, are still, uh, favor the house or favor the person making the bet in many cases. So, uh, again, I hope you don't have that problem. I, I really don't. I mean, I, this is not the same as just having a business. In a business, you'll, uh, you'll buy wholesale and then you'll sell for a reasonable uh, retail markup. Uh, we don't call that gambling. Uh, however, if you're buying for retail and then expecting to sell for higher retail, again, unless you've got some uh, really uh, outstanding skill for who you're, who you're picking, what products, what uh, players, or have some other edge, uh, it's, it's not a sure thing. It's outside your control that things would go, uh, continue to go up. So, uh, again, businesses can still lose money. There's risk, but, uh, in a, in a sports cards business, business in a card shop, you're generally trying to buy, uh, retail, buy collections, buy a new card product from the card companies at, uh, at wholesale price and then try to sell. Uh, an additional tricky thing in this industry is the wholesale price is, uh, is way more dynamic than it is in many other industries. The, the wholesale price can bounce around, and in late, lately it's been bouncing up uh, with certain products having their wholesale price uh, sometimes very quickly move above the SRP, the suggested uh, retail price. And so everybody there, well, whoever has it, if you bought it at the wholesale price and then your new wholesale price is quite a bit higher, you're obviously going to make money selling retail. But when you go to reload, and get more at the wholesale price, which is now above the suggested retail price, uh, that there could be an element of gambling to that. You're betting that things are going to continue to go up. 
And so, uh, you know, the initial buying is not gambling, but uh, after the price goes way up, it, it might be because you, you just don't know. You just don't know. Um, what people, it's been said that between one and 2% of Americans have a gambling problem. So that's, uh, that's pretty, um, uh, upsetting. That means if there's a hundred people at a card show or a thousand people at a card show, then one or two or 10 or 20, uh, have a problem. And, and that may not even be that surprising to you, but we've got an up market for sports cards. So, uh, when it's a bull market, uh, this uh, kind of quasi gambling situation, not a problem, but nothing goes up forever. Uh, my advice is when you're, uh, having this uh, extended winning streak, uh, regardless of whether it's by your own skill or by uh, being on a good, what you consider a lucky roll, uh, pay off your debts. Get out of debt when you're up and then don't go into debt for any hobby. Uh, don't keep secrets from your uh, spouse and loved ones. Uh, you know, if you've got some separate money set aside that is that is yours, then deal with that. But don't uh, compromise or jeopardize uh, other things. I mean, the, whether or not you're a gambler is never going to be determined when when you're on a winning streak, because uh, everybody wants to let it ride. But take some chips off the table, and be uh, be clear about uh, what your strategy is going to be if uh, if the market turns in a different direction. Uh, let's see if you're. Uh, if you're doing daily fantasy sports, they've actually been given kind of a waiver to not be gambling because they have convinced the uh, the uh, the government, the authorities, that it's a game of skill. And I, I believe that's actually correct. Now, betting on individual games is also a skill in one sense, but when the gamblers in Las Vegas puts out a line that essentially evens out the odds so that you are... Uh, having kind of a 50-50 proposition that's equal to a coin flip of whether your team will win or lose, not outright, but including the point spread. So that's making it back into luck. And the luck, even when it looks like it's 50-50, it's not really 50-50 because if you're playing against the house, because the house always takes their money first and you're going to be getting what's left over after they've taken their cut and they always get their cut because there's always a winner and there's always a loser. Uh, Michael Jordan, watching Last Dance, if you probably are too, he he famously has now said that he doesn't have a gambling problem. He just has a competition problem. And uh, I'm willing to cut Michael some slack as long as what he's talking about is betting on his own performance, such as when he's golfing. If he loves to play for whatever stakes he thinks are appropriate for his lifestyle and betting on his own performance to uh, to win at golf, uh, that's... Um, that's not the same as betting on other things where where you don't have any say on. Uh, when I go to Vegas, which is n- almost never, but uh, when I have been to Vegas, I'll sit in on the poker uh, occasionally. And that's actually, if you're good at poker, it can be better than playing other games where you're just playing against the house. Presumably, in some of these uh, Vegas and even Atlantic City poker games, you're playing against other individuals. Uh, but what I've found out that those individuals, some of some are, are professionals and the house, the dealer is always taking out, say, 5% of the pot, you know, right, right off the top as it starts coming in. So you're, if you're just an average player, you're going to lose that 5%. You, if you're breaking even on the pots, uh, you're, you're not really breaking even because they're taking something off the top. Uh, how are horse racing, state lotteries? Those are paramutual where, again, there's a cut taken out for the entity that puts it on and then the rest is split. So it's, it's not, uh, the expectation is that the average person will lose and you're betting that you're going to be that one person and that for, I'm just saying that is luck. That's statistical luck. Somebody's going to win, but it's most likely not you and you can't do anything to increase it. In fact, the more tickets you would buy, 
the more times you play, the more likely you are to lose. Uh, there's Gamblers Anonymous. You know, they say, I can stop anytime. I can, I'll choose, I could stop right now if I wanted to, but I, I, I choose not to, uh, because my luck is bound to turn. And, uh, that's actually, uh, sometimes that can be the opposite of that. That if you keep doing the same strategy, you're, you're probably going to get the same results. Uh, if you think you have an edge, you think you have some skill, that skill needs to be that you can win like a 50-50 bet at least 55 and maybe 60% of the time. If you look at the, the Baseball Hall of Fame, the managers that win 60% of their games are Hall of Famers. That's It's hard to do that because teams are, are pretty even. And anything that the manager can do to give an edge of 5 or 10% or more uh, would be great. You can't, if you're only... If you only have an edge of 5%, you know, eBay fees, ComC fees, Beckett Marketplace fees, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, they're all taken, you know, 5, 10, 13, 19, 22% uh, out uh, from somebody. And so it's it's not just, uh, uh, there's more to the story. If you flip a coin five times, I bet you won't answer the same way. So I, I have an experiment here. I flip a coin five times and it comes up tails each time. Each time, so five times in a row comes up tails. What are you going to bet on for the next one? Are you going to think, well, I'm going to bet on heads now because it's come up tails each time. Uh, it's bound to be heads now. Well, I I would absolutely not do that because there's a better chance that the coin is improperly weighted than it is. There's there's no such thing as bad luck with a coin. The coin doesn't know any better. And so I'd be betting on the tails coming up a sixth time. Uh, so if you are a gambler uh, or you have some gambling interest, everybody likes to win. Uh, and we've been winning lately, uh, but the best gamblers know that it isn't luck, <laughs> that, that they are developing their skill. And in poker, they, the, the gamblers don't get the better cards always. They, they just play them better. They don't win more pots, but the pots they win are bigger and their losers are smaller. Uh, now in cards, in sports cards, you may be, there's some aspect of buying new products that could be gambling. Uh, that it's a 50-50 bet whether it's going to go up or down, whether you're going to make money or lose money. You know, I, I want to have a bigger edge than that. So then you say, well, what about uh, picking players, prospects? Is that gambling? Well, if it turns into a 50-50 and elements that you cannot control, then uh, then I don't like that. That does sound like gambling, and it can get you in trouble because, like I said, over time, gamblers, only the, only the best ones uh, win. The lesser ones uh, eventually use. And so, uh, and then... Uh, but again, if you have an edge and you know that this player, this young prospect, uh, I can't say can't miss, but if you're going to be right, if you're a right a lot more than you're wrong, then you might have an edge in that way. And same thing with being able to evaluate to cards before they're graded for what their prospective grade would be. That's, that's also a skill worth developing. Uh, but on the other hand, you buy a card for 10 bucks, you spend 10 bucks grading it and, uh, and it comes back an eight. And you can sell it for 10 bucks. You just lost 10 bucks. And if you got a nine, maybe it sells for 25 bucks and you made five bucks. Big deal. But if it's a 10, it sells for a hundred dollars and you, you, you made 500% on your money, you know, take away some, some other fees. So if you have no skill, this is a form of gambling. But if you have a high level of skill and you're able to, again, pick the product, pick the players and uh, pick uh, and be able to uh, prospectively uh, grade the card in an unbiased way, uh, you can make money. And I would not consider it gambling if you're, if you have that skill. So you can buy raw, uh, retail prices and then sell retail for the graded when it's the 9.5 or the 10 that gets you the, the premium price for the same card. And that can be a legitimate business strategy. So when I'm talking about gambling, I'm not talking about legitimate business strategies. I'm talking about flipping a coin and hoping you get your heads or hoping something happens good, 
but hoping is, is not a good strategy. It's better to do homework, uh, to develop your skill. And as I said, have self-control when you go to the uh, national or you go to a show or you're buying uh, online or in an auction, you need self-control to say, I, I know I want that, but I'm, you know, I'm going to pick something that's, that's not so dicey. In other words, uh, work on developing your skill. Don't bet on luck. It, luck is not, uh, again, it's, it's paid off lately. I'm not denying that, but uh, going forward, uh, I'm encouraging my listeners, my friends, to uh, to develop your skill and develop your self-control. So that's a, don't be uh, well. Uh, that's one where you can practice what what uh, I'm practicing, what I'm preaching. So, uh, best to you. Uh, enjoy your hobby. Again, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of uh, uh, gambling within bounds if it's not uh, getting out of control and uh, enjoying um, buying and selling and uh, making money. So, thanks, listeners. Be back again tomorrow with another episode.